a listener sent in a bunch of questions. So to start with, the, the issue is people, when they're kids, think that it's bad that their parents try to control them with punishments. They don't like it. But then when they're adults, they do the same thing to their own kids and, and think it's good at that point. So why do people do that? When do they switch? Like, when do they change their ideas? And it's not at a specific age. Two of the main times people change their ideas are, one, when they have kids. And they, they start learning, like, what are you supposed to do as a parent? And then they start learning lots of normal parenting ideas. And they read books on parenting and magazine articles. And they talk to lots of their friends who are becoming parents. And, and so that's one of the times people change their ideas. Um, and then before that, another time is when people transition from being a child to an adult. When they're a young adult and they're trying to set themselves apart from children and not act or think like a child and prove they're adults and join the adult world, then at that time also they're changing some of their ideas away from a child's perspective and be getting a normal adult perspective. So people do it because that's what our culture thinks. That those are just the normal ideas. Once you get the normal ideas, then you agree with them, unless you're weird. It's, it's like a lot of other things where our culture has ideas, like use a fork to eat, which, which is useful, and this one... This one's not so useful, but... If people didn't do it, they wouldn't know what else to do instead. Like, if you don't punish your child, how are you going to control him? And if you don't control your child, well, what, won't he do lots of terrible things? These people, you have to understand, as adults, they have to control themselves. If they weren't controlling themselves, they'd do terrible things. So if they still need to be controlled, as adults, of course children need to be controlled, because children know even less about how to be a decent person. That there's, there's thinking sort of like that. You know, there's, there's some issues with that thinking, but it partly makes sense. You can kind of get the idea. Like, they think control is just something everyone needs. Everyone has to be controlled because people are kind of wicked and sinners and have bad ideas and fall for temptations, and they think that, like, instant gratification. There's fun stuff that you want, but it's bad, so there has to be control to make you do things like your job or your schoolwork instead of just watching TV and gossiping on Facebook and playing video games. So they don't know how to solve that problem of, like, having a productive, good life without being controlled into it. They don't know that those things are, like, the good things are inherently good and can be enjoyed for their own sake, and that there's actual things wrong with sitting on the couch all day. Uh, so who doesn't do this? Uh, I guess very weird people? People who actually disagree with society because they're very alienated and they're outliers and, and they, um, they don't have normal friends, normal social life, normal, normal discussions. Like, there's a, there's a lot of social structure, like your church or your co-workers or anywhere you're interacting with people. Like, you're, you're, you watch TV, you read magazines, all these things, like, give you all these ideas, and 
it's uncomfortable to disagree with them. It's, you know, it's a problem if you disagree with what all your friends think. People will harass you about it, or just be mildly annoying, or just like you a bit less, or invite you to a few less things, or... There's all sorts of consequences ranging from very small things that's hard to tell if anything's actually happening, up to people will just not like you and not be friends with you and and fire you and other th stuff that you don't want. So people try to fit in, they try to get along with people, and part of that is sharing the same ideas as the rest of their culture. And so if someone's really alienated and they don't get along with people anyways, then there's more chance they're going to disagree about something, because because they don't care about the pressure to fit in as much, because they don't fit in anyways. Or if someone's really smart and knows a lot of stuff and reads hundreds of books, that's another way that they might end up disagreeing about stuff, because they actually know better ideas and, and are more confident about their ideas, because they've put study and effort into their ideas. And some parents think that doing punishments for bad behavior is bad, and their solution is to avoid punishments and do rewards for good behavior. Why is it bad to give rewards for good behavior? Because is this reward something that the child wants, the parent is able to provide, the parent is reasonably willing to provide? I mean, if the answer to those things are no, it's not a very good reward. Like, you shouldn't reward the child with something you can't afford or something the child doesn't want. But if the answer is yes to all of those things, you know, it's a good thing for the child to have, you can afford it, it makes sense to give it to the child. Why is it a reward for good behavior? Why not just give it to the child anyways? Like, the parents should give their child good things that they can give their children. It's kind of simple, but you, you shouldn't just t take away important things for your child's life to make them only be available as rewards. They should just be available no matter what. Your, your child deserves stuff without having to do something to earn it. Like, that, that's the basic issue there. And then... So, and then it punishes your child for being unconventional. Like, using the rewards, you're saying, you can only have this if you do this. It's, it's more or less the same thing as you can't have this if you don't do this. It's, it's a punishment for not doing it. Like, this thing that, that the parent is willing to give the child this thing, like a Lego set, or an iPhone, and then, but only if the, if the child does what the parent wants. So it's just, it's trying to control the child, just the same as punishments. And being deprived of a Lego set or an iPhone is a thing that sucks and matters for the child's life. Pretending that that's not a punishment, it's just a lack of reward, is like a word game. So, another one of the questions. People that choose to avoid punishment still effectively punish their kids without realizing it. What are ways people do that? Well, being less helpful is a common thing parents do. The more the child is doing what the parent wants, the more helpful the parent is. Like... If the child wants help with their video game, the parent says, oh, I'm tired, maybe tomorrow. But if the child then asks for help with their violin, then the parent suddenly finds the energy to be helpful. So that's a way that the parent is controlling and pushing the child to do more violin and less video games. And so the next question, if both punishments and rewards are bad, then how should parents interact with their kids? Uh, so number one, try to be helpful. The parent's job is to be a helper. Children are born dependent, and you know that when you have a child, that you're going to have to help the child. So that's your job. Help the child. And there's more details and complexity, but that's the basic thing. 
instead of controlling your child, just help them. You're going to have a big influence, like the child doesn't know what to do in life, so you get to tell them, here's what I think you should do in life. But that's different than controlling them. Controlling them is when they don't want to do it and you're trying to make them do it anyways. You know, if your ideas are so great, you ought to be able to persuade your child. You, get, you have so much access to tell your child ideas and he, has, he doesn't know a lot of alternatives. You, you have by far the best chance to tell your child ideas and have him listen to you more than the TV or the neighbors or his school teachers or anyone. And, and as a parent, you're super important to your child. You know, he needs you so much. Um, he's dependent on you. So he listens to you. He, he pays attention to what you think. And some parents fuck this up and they alienate their children and they're mean and their children stop listening to them, but you have to fuck up a lot before your child stops listening to you. And even then, they still listen a fair amount. There, there's a lot of leeway, and... So, try to actually be helpful. If you think your child's doing something wrong, you know, give them advice instead of trying to control them. And if you can't persuade them, keep trying to explain it better. Keep trying to think of better, better advice. Until your advice is good enough that your child actually likes it. Don't just say, oh, my, child, my, my advice isn't even good enough to convince a child, therefore the only solution is to control the child with punishments and rewards and whatever else, and manipulation. That's, that's not very good. Get better at communicating. Look at yourself and, and try, to, try to better yourself and actually have better advice. Like, some advice parents try to give and they're so frustrated their child won't listen, sometimes the parent's wrong. Not everything the parent thinks is right. Children are right sometimes, and it's more than you think because children, first of all, they try not to argue with their parents because, you know, that's not really good for them. They don't want their parents upset with them. So they, they're already limiting the amount of times they disagree. And then second of all, they know that they're children and they're ignorant and their parents know all kinds of stuff they don't know. They're aware of that. And so, they're not going to argue everything. Like, sometimes they realize, I don't know anything about this. Children are willing to admit they don't know something a lot more than adults are. So there's plenty of times that the parent says something and the child doesn't really see how it's true, but the child has no idea what's true, so they just accept what the parent says anyways. So the, the times when children argue with their parents and actually resist very much are mostly the times when the child actually knows something about the topic. Like, you know, the issue might be what the child wants for breakfast and, you know, how much does he hate the taste of eggs. In that case, like, the child actually knows a lot, possibly more than the parent. Like, he really, really hates eggs and really won't eat them. Like, knowing how much how t eggs taste to him is the child's specialty, and the child knows more about it than the parent does. And if, if you get a bit of an older child, like, say, age 10, they might have been interested in dinosaurs, and read, you know, 20 books on dinosaurs, and watched 50 videos on dinosaurs, and went on YouTube and typed in dinosaurs, and watched click, 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 and just watched so many things. And they might know lots of stuff about dinosaurs the parent doesn't know. So then when the parent says something about dinosaurs that's wrong, the child might argue with them and disagree because the child's actually, you know, more of an expert on dinosaurs than the parent is. And that comes up with 
other stuff like how the child's room should be organized. There are things about how the child uses his room and wants it organized that the parent doesn't understand. There's also things the parent knows about how to organize and clean and stuff that the child doesn't know. So it's mixed. But you can't just assume whatever the, the parent says the room should be organized like is actually the best. Because how the child uses his room is relevant here, and the child knows more about that. 